Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we focus on taking time in our lives to make a difference in this world. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. Getting it out there is so painful and awesome and lovely and, oh. When my burn burned down, Paradise of California burned down. So who am I to sit here and complain about my lot in life? There comes a point in time where you just have to milk the damn goat. That's the lion, that's the lion, that's the lion. That's it, man. That's it, bro. This week, we have our first ever repeat guest on Jesus Never Ran, the inspirational, the incomparable, Melissa Rose. Like these big circles that just slowly get smaller and smaller and smaller until you find your, like, yeah, that's where you are. Now, before we get going too far, it's important to remember to relax. Best way to relax, especially in the wintertime, in front of my fireplace with my lovely wife, some friends enjoying my favorite Infinity Beverage. You can find them at www.infinitybeverages.com. Head to their website and they can deliver to your door. That's Infinity Beverages at infinitybeverages.com. Proud sponsors of Jesus Never Ran and of Dreamers Everywhere. Episode three of season number one of this Jesus Never Ran podcast is called Unicorns Aren't Real and features the same guest that you're going to hear today, Melissa Rose. On that episode on Unicorns Aren't Real, she shares all about her personal story and how she overcame such difficult situations to get to the place where she is today. So if you haven't heard that interview, make sure you check it out after you listen to this interview. But since that time, which was last March or April, Things have been going great for Melissa. And one reason that we have her on the podcast today is because she just last week launched her new podcast called In the Nitty Gritty, and it just might be produced by yours truly. So super excited about that, and I want to get everybody who listens to this podcast listening to that podcast as well. But in addition to that, since that interview, she has just been killing it personally and professionally. And so I wanted to catch up with her and just hear what's going on and hear how she's been doing everything that she's been doing. So this is Melissa Rose, and this is a little bit about what's been going on since last time we heard from her. The last time we talked, I was uh, a studio in my home, and that was a great place for me at that time. And shortly after, the business just got bigger and kept growing. My word of mouth was amazing. I have great clients who take care of me and it just got to be where I needed to grow to another location. And so now I am currently in a 3000 square foot facility. We just moved in, in the beginning of January here, finally 2020, and it has just grown even more. So I have now of 10 people which a year ago it was just me and one assistant teacher so everything has just grown quite big quickly um but everybody this is not just like these last year it happened i've been doing this for 10 years and being consistent in everything so that way by by year 10 now all of a sudden we have this big big bump So that's been really fun to see, but it's also been growing pains, as I like to say. We just, you know, learning how to navigate hiring and bringing people on and yet creating the consistency of the business with something that was just me for so long and transferring the Melissa method, so to speak, to my staff. And that has been 
it's been a blessing and a curse, so to speak. I've grown this business all by myself, but now I need to transfer what I have passed on to my people or my tribe onto my staff. And that's been thankfully learning from mentors and other coaches, how to hire and hiring staff. That has been so far great. I would imagine that that is one of the challenging things that comes with being an entrepreneur is getting to that space when you have to hire somebody because you're so used to doing everything on your own and then suddenly you have to let somebody else do it. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking nobody can do it as good as I can do it. But if you don't do this, then you're going to have all sorts of problems because then you're going to get burnt out and then your dream is going to crash and burn. Now, I'm not one to talk because here I am just sitting by my microphone all by myself and I am my own only employee, but I did want to dig into this a little bit more and hear how Melissa has managed this process, especially in such a short time of going from herself in one part-time employee to now 10 employees in the matter of less than a year. Once I did it, I was like, oh, I wish I would have done this so much longer ago. Okay. But it was really hard because I was like, I don't have the money to hire somebody. But I listened to a lot of different podcasts and I listened to a lot of books on leadership and business and they talked about your hourly wage okay so what you're making per year and dividing that by the work hours in your work now put 40 hours okay business owners because we all know we work more than that but put 40 hours and then make your hourly wage and then when you get your hourly wage and you want to hire somebody that was eye-opening for me. Like, why am I fighting to hire somebody for $20 an hour when my hourly wage was way more? So that was easier. But finding your core values in your business, that was really helpful for me. So my core values are integrity, resourcefulness, high standards, accountability. Those are my four core values. So those core values I use in my interview process with my people. And I ask them, where have you been resourceful? Give me an example of you being resourceful. Another thing I make my people do before they even interview is take two assessments, personality assessments, the Enneagram, and then I think it's Myers-Briggs I make them take. And I just do that so that I know where they're kind of driven, what kind of motivates them. Personally, I know there's certain Enneagram types that I do not gel with as well. So I'm just conscious of that. That doesn't mean I X somebody out. But those are some tools that I did in my hiring process to find some really great people. Unbelievably great advice, possibly some of the best advice that I've heard when approaching this hiring process. And this could be when you're hiring somebody, this could be when you're bringing somebody on as a volunteer, you may find a wildly talented person. You might find somebody with a resume that is to die for, but if they don't line up with your core values, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. If they don't hold the same values as you do, there is no chance that they will be a good fit. And then I've been getting very interested in personality tests as well. I've been interested for a long time, but even more so lately. And it's very true that certain types of people just do not work together. And so a test like the Enneagram could be vitally important to what you're trying to do because 
if that person's personality isn't going to be a fit for the environment that they are applying for, it's really important that you do them the service and you do yourself the service of potentially passing or at least having the conversation that this has the potential to be a problem. So instead of just looking at the obvious, the talent, the resume, dig deeper, talk about core values, talk about personalities, that is going to be what makes it or breaks it. Because again, if you are handing over something, which you're nervous to start doing anyway, handing it over to somebody that doesn't have your core values or doesn't have a personality that works well with you is just going to create more problems and more work as opposed to what it's meant to accomplish, which is less work and less time. All right, I'm so excited about this next part to talk about the podcast that Melissa just launched. It's called In the Nitty Gritty, and I want you to hear from Melissa of how we got to this point. Hey there, ladies. Welcome to In the Nitty Gritty, a podcast dedicated to women entrepreneurs who are juggling work, kids, relationships, and everything else nitty gritty. Two years ago, I started blogging because my business had an online aspect. So I have my brick and mortar dance studio, but then I have Dance On Demand, which is an online membership. And I also had a curriculum that I was selling to dance studio owners um, all over the world. I had clients all over. And I needed to keep, you know, getting my name out in front of people. So how do you do that? You have to create content. So I chose to write a blog. So I did that blog every Wednesday for two years. And what people responded to what they kept telling me was that you are so inspirational, you are so positive, and I don't know how you do it all. So I just kept hearing that for a while. And it almost got to be to the point where it was weekly. And I would just kind of laugh because I'm like, I keep hearing this, and I cannot figure out what to do with it. Like, I just didn't know what to do with it. Then a year ago, I started a coaching group a private Facebook group, coaching group. And what this was originally was just honestly for me to document what I was learning in my business and share it with other business owners. And it was just tips, tools, and strategies that I've learned, okay, or I've read or have listened to or am doing that are working. And that group just organically has grown. And because of that, I was doing the Facebook group and the blog, I was like, I need a better platform to get more people and, and save me some time because writing a blog just took about two hours of my time. And I was like, what can I do to get more visibility and not add more to my plate? So I just launched In the Nitty Gritty, which is a podcast dedicated to women entrepreneurs who are juggling work, life, relationships, and everything else nitty gritty. And the reason for this podcast is because of the inspirational, you, you know, you're so positive and how you do it all because I'm a single mama of five kiddos. And on the, on the outside, on the Instagram, Facebook world, it seems that I have all my stuff going on, right? I have my, I, you know, I look very successful. I'm perceived as having my stuff together. And I'm, I'm not going to say I don't, but I do want to acknowledge that there's a lot of grit and raw and real stuff behind the scenes that we go through as business owners and as mamas. And we all do. We all go through these nitty gritty moments that push us, that challenge us, that make us rise up to be better versions of ourselves. So that's what I want to talk about in my podcast. <laughs> 
Before we hear the rest of the story, I want to remind you that taking care of ourselves is one of the best ways to ensure that we can take care of others in this world. And the right nutrition is 80% of your wellness journey. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't even know how to find out what great nutrition is with all the conflicting information out there. And that is where Angie Niska and her team of wellness coaches at Rise Nutrition can help. Rise is an Herbalife Nutrition Club, a place to get delicious, healthy shakes on the go. Now, let me tell you, I've had them and they are delicious and I can't believe it's actually good for you. You can also work with a coach to customize a program and take products home no matter where you live. Find Rise Nutrition at facebook.com slash Rise Menominee. That's Rise with a Z to get more info and their latest special flavors. If you're in the Menominee area, stop by to taste it for yourself. To connect, message them on Facebook or contact Angie at 715-308-0198 and take a step on your wellness journey. Now, anytime I hear of an entrepreneur or a difference maker in this world adding something more to their plate, I'm not going to lie, I get nervous because I've been in those places where I get so excited about something and then I keep adding things to my plate and next thing you know, I am just up to my eyeballs and I can't see straight anymore. And so I wanted to, I guess, check in with Melissa, make sure she's doing okay and honestly ask her how she, a single mother of five kids, an entrepreneur with her own dance studio, now launching a podcast how do you do all of that? How do you keep your head screwed on straight? And how do you keep from crashing and burning? So when people say, I don't know how you do it all, I smile because we all have the same amount of time. Okay. We are, I don't have more time than you do. I just use it differently. I am very disciplined about my routines in the morning and in the evening. So I wake up early. And I get a lot done in the morning. I'm very productive in the morning. And I know that. So I make sure my really like time where I really have to be de- more detail-oriented detail oriented, is done in the morning. I am divorced and the kids are with their dad 50-50. So that also frees up some time that I am mindful of that. So that way I am doing more of my work on the time when the kiddos are at their dad. I also hire it out. All my social media, all my graphic design, all almost all of my email now is done with somebody else. I don't touch it. You guys, that is so much time that I got back by hiring it out. And now I'm going to be teaching less. I still am in the studio because I love teaching. That is kind of the bittersweet thing about growing a business and growing it so big. I am a good teacher and I enjoy it, but there is a point where I just need to start stepping back away from that and letting other people shine their light that way. So that's going to free up some more time too. And I'm just very strict about my boundaries. Now, I want to keep in mind that I have a lifestyle or business that allows for that. Some people, let's say you're a realtor and you're showing houses and then you have appointments and then you have somebody calling you to show a house right now tonight because it just came on the market that that is different where my my life I have every Tuesday is the same I have this class and this this is it you know whatever's going on in the schedule so with that I do I do want to say that 
my business or my lifestyle allows for that very strict discipline. I also give myself white space. I block out my week. I know exactly what day I'm going to record my podcast. I know exactly what day I am going to do video work. I know what day I am going to follow up with clients. Um, I know what day I'm going to really work on my marketing plan or my 90-day projection. So everything is in this box, but I also have that white space that, no, this is my time to go have lunch with a friend, or this is my time to go for a walk. And that's blocked out as important as a, a meeting with another business owner. Like it is so important to have that time. So to boil it down to just a couple things, Melissa would recommend number one, hiring out things that you shouldn't be doing anymore. And that's a step-by-step process. I've talked to other business owners and entrepreneurs, and they talk about that just being a step-by-step process. Figure it out as you go. And then secondly, do a really good job of planning your week. Do a really good job of not only planning things that you do for your work and for your business or for your ministry and your passion, but also do a great job of scheduling in, as Melissa called it, white space. Now, I'm going to take this a step further. Schedule in time for yourself. Also, schedule in time for your children if you have kids. And, and I would argue this might be the most important one. If you are married or if you have a significant other, schedule in time for them. And not just time where you're hanging out together. I'm talking about going on a date as often as possible for sure every week. Too many times we allow our passions and our businesses to override and overrun our relationships. That cannot continue to happen. So make sure that you're scheduling in the important things in your life, which is always going to be your relationships above anything else that you have going on. Now, lately I've been having this this thought in my mind, and you probably heard it if you listened to the last podcast of, is it possible to just change your passion? Is it possible to shift what you're doing? And Melissa is another great example of this. She was passionate about dance when she was young. Now she has changed that and has become passionate about business, but she uses her previous passion to fuel her current passion. I have been dancing since I was five years old. And people are like, Melissa, dance is your passion. And I enjoy dance, but I don't have to go to a dance concert every free second I have. I don't have to live, breathe, live and breathe it. I enjoy business. So that's what has happened over the past couple years here is, yes, I have this dance studio, but I really like the business aspect of the studio and the marketing and getting it out, you know, growing it. I really enjoy that. And that's what has gotten me to pivot into this coaching and helping other business owners get more visibility, get more clients, find out what their one thing is to bring in more people. And I love that. And my vehicle to do that with is with my business, The Dancing House, but to be able to share and show and teach other people how to do that lights me up. That last statement is the most important statement. As we go through this life and we try to figure out what is it that I'm here for? What should I be doing? Ask yourself the question, what is it that lights me up? What is it that gets me so excited? And that should be where you put your energy. 
And be okay if that changes over time. For Melissa, it used to be dancing that lit her up. But now it's entrepreneurship. It's business and teaching other people how to do what she is doing as well. That's what lights her up. So whatever it is for you, don't just keep doing the same thing because you always have done that. Or don't keep doing something because it used to light you up. Does it light you up now? And when you find that thing that does, make sure that is where you put your attention. Finally, I just wanted Melissa to share how her entire life up to this point has brought her to the space where she feels so fulfilled, so valued, and as if she's making a difference in this world by using who she is. I didn't get to my business ownership with without being disciplined, without seriously growing up on a farm and without taking ballet classes and doing plies over and over and over to understand that you have to do it over and over and over to get traction. Like these big circles that just slowly get smaller and smaller and smaller until you find your like, yeah, that's where you are. For some people, they figure that out when they're 23. <laughs> and but then I, but I just believe we're always growing and developing and learning and, and evolving. For Melissa Rose, walking like Jesus looks like riding the fast wave of success that has happened with dignity and honor and with all of her morals intact. It means doing the smart things like handing over responsibilities that she should no longer take on. And it also means learning from everything in her past that has made her become who she is today and allowing those circles to get smaller and smaller and ever evolving and ever growing. Because sometimes if we want to walk like Jesus, it means to hang on and to be brilliant along the way. If you want to learn more about Melissa Rose, make sure you check out her website at thedancinghouse.com and check out this brand new podcast called In the Nitty Gritty. You can just put it in your search engine on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever your podcast listening device is. I will also make sure to put a direct link to the podcast in the show notes of this episode. Finally, best way you can support this podcast is by subscribing to it. And then if you don't mind, rate it and finally review it. That's the best way we can get our show and these stories in front of as many people as possible. Until next time, keep walking.